Welcome back, everyone. Oh, it's so good to see you've made it. You have. You've made it to the fourth episode. You've made of it our, to number four. Yes. Of hopefully our initial run. Now, we're going to talk later in the show about how there will be more episodes of this show. But really, it's going to be down to you guys. Because we really want to put this show into regular production. But we'll talk more about that later. Because this really has been the longest preamble in the history of preambles. What we've tried to do over Three the last... Three episodes of preamble. Well, it's going to be four by the end of this one. <laughs> what we've tried to do over the last four episodes is just give you a bit of background about who we are and how we came to be here, taking you on a lovely walk and talking to you about the things we've been talking about. But some of you who have maybe just dropped in on episode four might be wondering who I am. Well, my name's Dan. And my name's Kay. And today, just like the first three episodes, you will be joining us on a slight variation on the walks we've done. Every time it's been something a little bit different. A bit different, yeah. <laughs> but today, quite appropriately, I think, the episode is called New Lives in the Wild. <laughs> now, we all know I a wish bit of... Ben was here. Yes, I know, wouldn't that be great? That would now, be Now, of course, great. of course... I walked past him once. Oh, you did? Yes, yes Alton Towers. He was there doing a talk with James Cracknell. I know. And do you remember what I told you about him, which was so surprising? He's not very tall. He's not tall at all. But a lot of people are not tall in real life, and you think they're tall and straight. I was stunned. I was does, stunned. It does like, appear to be tall, doesn't he? Who's that down there? You, I mean, you are tall. You yeah. are very tall. So, but Literally, that shoulder right there. So is he not even six foot tall? Um, he might be six foot. Yeah, I'm going to say he looks six foot. Either that or he was walking with a stoop that day. But he does kind of look like he would be much taller than that, doesn't yes. he? <laughs> yeah. Now, today's show, whilst it's called New Lives in the Wild, we're not going to go and visit some. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I'd love to go visit someone who's like living out in the wild like Ben does in his like show. Ben no, does. No, we're not yeah. doing that. New Lives in the Wild refers to our new lives, which developed following all the things which we've spoken about already. We, of course, started in episode one with perspective all about cancer and how we dealt with that. We then spoke about the changes we made. Last time, in episode three, we spoke about anxiety and some of the mental health issues that have challenged us. But today, we're on the upward curve now. We as are. we talk about the positivity that came from our new life. So, enough standing in a hallway. <laughs> Let's get out on the walk, and we'll see you in a minute for a nice chat. So we're off, folks. What is that? What? I've never noticed that before. What am I looking at? This thing here. The bush? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I think it's actually a hebe. I think it's a hebe gone absolutely crazy. It's they massive. They look like cat's tails. Be careful, because there's loads of bees all over Isn't that now. great to see? Yeah, there's lots of bees, which Can is lovely. Can you hear them? I'll try and get my mic close. Careful, don't get that close. Good heavens, you're I living on the edge. I hope you can hear edge. that. I was crouched right down with my chest <laughs> think, thrust into the bush. I think it's some sort of hebe, but it's just never been pruned and it's just turned enormous. There's bees everywhere. There is, which is lovely to see. It we really need, is. We need the bees. That's a word which never sounds good to me. Municipal. Yes. <laughs> that was like the great big concrete posts that, that we yes, saw somebody yes. who lives opposite us. She was having some of her fence posts replaced in the garden and she put in like concrete posts that you see on the edges of playgrounds and things. We were looking at it saying, what is she doing? Hopefully they won't fall down. Well, they definitely won't fall down, <laughs> will they? Sadly, everything around them I'm going to say, yeah, everything else will fall down. They'll still be there. Concrete, gosh. Ah, uh, yes. It's my favourite bit of the walk. The gate, the gate. Oh, the, oh, the kissing it's gate. It's the... 
No. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, Kay, would you like a kiss as well? Oh. <laughs> Thank you, young lady. That was lovely. <laughs> the beauty of a radio show. He's funny, isn't he? Well, many people have <laughs> disputed that. Yeah, me being one of them. <laughs> so, our new life in the wild. You see, I think Ben could do a show on this. I think he could too. Because it's pretty darn interesting. I wouldn't say no to him if he offered. Oh, you're funny. You're very funny. <laughs> Right, this is where I call an end to this radio okay. show. It's, it's an abrupt end episode four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really quite know where, where to start. I suppose we should start at the beginning. We, we should start, start at the very yes. beginning, because it's, it's a very, a very good, good place, place to, to start. start. We're walking through the wood and there's some trees. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of trees down, actually. I think it's just branches. Yeah. It smells piney in here, it's nice. The start of this came from a very small little seed, I think. Because what stemmed all of this was the desire for you to make a stuffed toy yeah. for our daughter right after she was born. Well, no, she was about three, actually. Okay, sorry. So, yeah, she was in nursery. I remember she was at nursery at the time. And you wanted to make her a teddy bear? I did, I wanted to make her a teddy bear because she loves soft toys and still does. And so you did? I did. And you then proceeded to perfect, because that is your nature. I'd knit this little bear from a book that I'd got, and I hadn't, at that point, I hadn't knitted for many, many years. My mum taught me when I was young, as a lot of people, you know, that's how a lot of people learn. But then I hadn't picked it up at all. I'd done a lot of cross-stitch in my kind of 20s, an awful lot of cross-stitch. So I'd always been crafty. But I wanted to knit this bear, so I picked up my needles again, got some yarn just from the local kind of haberdashery. It wasn't anything glamorous. And knit this lovely bear, and she's still got it. Yeah. She calls it Climby Bear. But then I kind of wanted to make my own bear for her and create my own little bear. So it took, gosh, over a few years actually. I just kept trying and making another bear. No, don't quite like that. Try something different. I, I, I think it's fair to say that you are most certainly a perfectionist. Yeah, I would say that's probably right. I like things to... Be as perfect as they can As be. I can make them. Yeah. yeah. So I just kept going and I kept going and I eventually came up with this little bear. I made a few of them, <laughs> let's say, well, uh, quite a few. You see, I go further than that. I say that you, you uh, mothered. Gosh, you were, that's a train. That's a train, everyone. It was stopping for some reason. You mothered a few you know, of them. They've just got such lovely little characters. I think that's when you know, you know, certainly with, with the soft toys, if you look at it and it looks like it has a character. I think that's yeah, when you know, yeah. you know whether it be something you've bought in a shop, because some of them just look mass produced, don't they? They do, yeah. And, and others don't. No, and you know, I'd made this myself and you know, out of my own head and it just felt really special. So Bryony had several. I had a few relatives who asked me to make them for you know people that were having babies and things like that i just was i was just making loads of these things and then i had one friend who i sent one to and she said to me 
gosh, you should write up this pattern. It's really lovely. Because other people would want to make it. Because other people will want to make it. And I was like, oh, no, they wouldn't. Absolutely. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't write a knitting pattern. This was transpiring around the time of my first operation. Yes. So prior to me being, di by being diagnosed with cancer, when I had the first lump removed from my neck, it must have been happening then. Yes, it was. Well, it, or just prior to it. Because I was lady, I'm sure, and, unless, you see, sometimes you remember things in a different way. But didn't I come out of hospital? You, you'd started watching some video shows. Yeah. And you'd said that we should maybe try doing one. Yeah, well, just, it was, we did that first one. It was a couple of months after you had your, or a month after you had your surgery, wasn't it? Yeah, because as I remember it, you'd spoken about it. And I remember being laid on the bed thinking, we should do something together. Yeah. Let's, let's just do it. Yeah, I'd and been a bit just, sceptical. I'd written this pattern and I thought, right, okay, maybe, and I started watching sort of knitting video shows and I just thought, oh, maybe we should just do one for the laugh. Just to put out this pattern, just do one you know, and, and just tell people about this pattern and maybe that might be fun. So we did that. We absolutely did that. You put the pattern out on the day yeah, that we put uh, the yeah, video out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was all done kind of together. And within two weeks, we'd had thousands of views. Yeah, we did. And that was really unexpected. Well, I thought five people <laughs> might watch it. <laughs> we didn't think, you know, maybe a few hundred who, who initially bought the pattern, you know, yeah. at, at the very maximum. But the fact that suddenly from nowhere, we'd found this thing um, that we'd enjoyed yeah, doing. Yeah. Episode two came out two weeks after episode one, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I wonder when we made that decision because that's actually then what has continued. That's what's continued every, ever since. Two, every two weeks. Yeah, we do a show. So every two weeks, we, I mean, initially it was about an hour long, wasn't it? Yes. And then what we started to do, I mean, I've no idea how no well, idea. We, we, we did, I mean, we did six or seven episodes, didn't we? And then you got your cancer diagnosis. But b b before the cancer diagnosis, we'd started doing, we, we wanted to, we, we've always been fairly outdoorsy, haven't we? Yeah, and well, I think, we, we've always done that. I think what we wanted to do was promote that as a, like a, a nice thing to do. Yeah. And so we started including segments within the show yeah. where we would, we weren't actually on location. We were just using photos and we yeah, were talking about things. Yeah. It was very... <laughs> it was quite basic. It was basic, to say the least. But you've got to remember as well, at the time we were... Working we, full time. We were working full time, so... This was a hobby. Yeah, it was a hobby, yeah. And then, as you say, after episode six... Yeah, Dan then got his diagnosis and we definitely had a break, didn't we? Yeah, what, what, what happened was we, we wanted to carry on filming because we... We did want to carry on filming, we, yeah. We, we developed quite quickly, you know, in those first six, seven episodes, we'd got a, a lot of people watching and what we didn't want to do was just suddenly disappear because no, we were enjoying what we were we doing. we were enjoying it. I think that was the, the most... That was the thing, really. We were enjoying it and it was something we were doing together. So we did want to carry on, but it just got to a point, didn't it, where you just couldn't... Yes, that, that, that's right. So we stopped. We stopped for a little while. We then got my all clear and immediately started regular, yeah, regular yeah. shows again. Yeah. And w what... The, the show did. I mean, it's unbelievable, really, that this happened because because I wasn't able to work. The the production of the show became 
the thing that we spent time on. Yes. Didn't it? And it was a great distraction for you as well in doing your recovery. It was an absolutely brilliant it distraction. It was brilliant to be able to focus on something positive yeah. and fun. Because also the other thing that stunned me, because I'd never considered this as a career path, but what stunned me was how similar production of a TV, you know, a TV show is to creating a musical production. Yes, which you've been heavily involved with all through your life. Yeah, so actually, you know, all the experiences I'd had in being involved with putting on shows suddenly came into play in a way which I just never anticipated. Yeah. So really, it became the thing which we were investing an awful lot of time in. Yes, yeah. But then, of course, life takes you to a point where you yep. have to start earning a living. We just had reached that point where we just, you know, we, we had to, like Dan said, we had to move on, we had to start earning a living again and just pick up the pieces and sort of carry on kind of thing. So we took a very difficult decision in that we thought there's no way we could, because we'd invested so much time in improving how the show was produced, there was just no way that we could carry on producing the show at that level and do jobs as well. No. So rather than taking a step backwards, the right decision seemed to be to end on a high. Yes. So we tried to do that in episode 24. Yep. But we were just deluged. We were, yeah. Unbelievably. <laughs> with people saying, you should do this as a job. Yeah. We're like... <laughs> How do we do that? <laughs> how okay. do we even begin That's to do that? That's a great that? thought, but how on earth? Yeah, I mean, you know, ideas can be tremendous, but unless you can see a way of turning it into reality... Yeah. I think it was... Uh, I had a message, didn't I, from someone? Someone told you about... Someone told me yeah. about a website which was being used by people like us. Creators. Yes, creators, to do exactly this. You know, to empower people to have subscribers so just like netflix or yeah. amazon prime or, or Sky, magazine subscriptions or magazine subscription yep yeah, yep yeah. so you could create a, a very easily create a situation where you had subscribers that could then give you an income which would then enable you to earn a living from it yeah we did that we gave it a go and it was an incredibly difficult decision to make and i actually to'd and froed with it for quite some time i was thinking because we were the first to do it we were the first podcast of our kind to do this thing you yeah. know to venture into it so it was a very scary thing and i'm not one for taking risks really no so at first i'd said to dan no can't do that can't do that and then you know you think about it don't you and think about all the things that you've gone through particularly in the past few months and I just said, you know what, let's just give it a go, because if we never do it, I think we're constantly going to be thinking, do you know what, if we tried to do that, it might have worked. We set out some, some sort of targets and goals, and we knew that if we got through certain targets and goals, that, you know, that it would be a viable business moving forward that, you know, would enable us to, to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so we set out those targets and goals, and we, I mean, we smashed them by the first Christmas. Yeah. And so suddenly we were... Now, one of the things that was at the very core of our beliefs is we didn't want anything that we put on screen on our new subscription channel 
to have any advertising on no. it. We wanted to make sure that everything that we said, but also everything that people saw, was not there because someone had paid us. Yeah. So that was the other reason why we were so excited about this subscription-based model. This was all happening alongside you beginning your just tremendous career, really, as Kay had designed one pattern, yeah. and she now started designing more. I did, I did. So that was Mrs. Bakery Bear, the first bear that I, I designed. So I'd, people had started asking me for a Mr. Bakery Bear. So I was like, right, okay. So I, I did that. It took me a couple of months, but I did that. I really love knitting and designing socks. So I've done a lot of socks, done shawls, blankets, all kinds of things, really. In the early days of us running the subscription-based TV channel, in effect, you know, you need to make sure that, you know, you've got some secure money coming in. So you were also, you were making bags. Yeah, I was sewing bags and I was dyeing yarn as well. I dyed yarn for quite a little bit of time. And the beauty of this whole situation was, and we sort of alluded to this a little bit when we were speaking in episode two about changes, we knew that we wanted to create a life where we were together. And whilst... It, it's been really hard, hasn't it? Oh gosh, yeah. I you mean, know, it's the, the, not the hard in terms of working together. No, no, no. no, no, well, no. I just wanted to kind of <laughs> clarify that because I know some people will be listening thinking, oh my goodness, how do you work together and be together 24 hours a day? Well, it's look, not something we've, we've ever... This is your chance, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand him. <laughs> no, seriously? Well, no, we wouldn't be doing it. We've Perhaps. always... Perhaps got on really well together in terms of work and husband-wife. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes time to work out what works best for you. Oh, yeah. One of the most... Seriously, I cannot tell you how, after all, you know, all the, all the stress of chemotherapy and, you know, you worried about operations and death and, and the mental health issues that all come with that, the one shining light in all of this has been us being together, working together, doing something that we absolutely adore. Yeah. Because the, the position we found ourselves in now, over the last few years, I've become more and more obsessed. Really, we both have, because you're very astute. I'm very astute. You, you watch, we, we are passionate about history. We are. We adore it. Yes. And so we read a lot about it. Yeah. We also, uh, you know, visit a lot of places to do. do with it. But we also watch an awful lot of programmes about it. Yeah. And that really, we, what, we, what we did is we took that initial idea of wanting to show people photographs and do a little bit of voiceover. We turned that into a programme that I'm, I'm so proud of now. Definitely. It's called the, the, the New Adventures. And this is where... It gets quite cute and fun because the name we gave ourselves, because it made sense, because really the, the mother of our business is Mrs. Bakery Bear. Yeah. So we are the Bakery Bears. We are. The name obviously is, is coming. Now, what we haven't said is how did Mrs. Bakery Bear get her name? Oh, right, because she's obviously a bear and I always, I love to bake and I've always baked really. But also, Mrs. Ba Mrs. Bear, at the time when she didn't have a name, she was an avid baker. Yes. She loved getting herself in that kitchen, and she would come. She would come with me when I was baking, and she would watch me. 
So she, of course, had to be Mrs. Bakery Bear. So she Bear. had to be Mrs. Bakery Bear. Where we found ourselves now, four, nearly five years on, is we are an independent TV production company. Because we produce programmes which appear on people's televisions. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yes, it's via our subscription channel, but yeah. there's people... Okay, it's you not know, mainstream TV. No, it isn't mainstream TV. And the beauty of that situation is every production that you can conceive and put together has no agenda. No, that's true. It's Not all being driven for the entertainment value yes, and yeah, for yeah. the people who are subscribing to watch that's it. That's right. Now, the other thing that uh, we've done, and it's my favourite thing, I think, about all the things that we do, is Kay's mentioned the fact that she's a baker. She's a superb baker. Wow. <laughs> Look, I've been eating her baked goods <laughs> for many years. Yes, that's true. This is the reason why I am now an avid runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to be. To enable me to continue to eat the cakes. <laughs> Kay's conceived a, um, a programme which uh, we, we produce every year. It's called the Bakery Bears Pudding Club. And every episode, you make a gorgeous cake, don't you? Yeah, or a pudding. Yes. Or some kind of confection. Yes. It's really fun, and I, I get loads of feedback. People send, you know, photos. Oh, I've made this yeah. today, and my husband loved it. Or I've made yeah. this for a family gathering, and it was really great. And that's a, that's such a nice thing to see that people are enjoying it and experiencing something that they wouldn't necessarily come across maybe in in their country because different countries have different traditions don't they of, yes. of things like especially baking i think i think the beauty as well of what in, in what you've done is you've made things feel accessible yeah i do i try to choose things that are straightforward you know nothing too complicated but that produce a really beautiful finished She's product. just done, actually, some lemon and meringue cupcakes. And they are phenomenal. <laughs> I it's mean, true. just outstanding. And for want of a better phrase, you, you under-egg your own pudding <laughs> in the sense of the cakes that you produce are worthy of shops. I mean, well. they, they look absolutely stupendous. And what I think everyone aspires to when they're making cakes is th they aspire to that lovely looking finish, don't they? Yeah, they do. But I, I would say that I'm a fairly experienced home baker. Yes. I wouldn't sort of class me in anything other than that, really. The thing is, though, what you do is you approach everything with a very critical eye for perfection. I do, yeah, I do. And then That's what true. you do so well is you impart that knowledge that you've taken time to develop onto other people really, really well. Yeah. And I speak through a certain amount of experience here because I was a teacher for many years, so I know what it takes. I mean, one of the things that I learned is teachers are born, not made. Yes, I would agree with that. And we all probably can tell stories <laughs> from school. Of good teachers and bad teachers. Yeah. Oh, gosh, and yeah. all, of, all of them will have had the same excellent training, but it is, I think it's something that's it's either in you or it's not. And I think probably one of the biggest shocks that you've had is that you are a really good teacher. I never think of myself as a teacher, but I, I think, to be honest, anybody could teach. If I think it's all about what you're teaching. If you're passionate about what you're teaching and you care about it, 
that makes all the difference, it I does, think, doesn't it? does, but you're missing one key word, and that's patience. Oh, do you think I've got patience? Where so many people fall down in teaching is they're passionate and, you know, they want to impart the knowledge, but they get frustrated, get frustrated. because the class doesn't keep up with them. Right. Or the student doesn't get the message. And that's where a teacher is, that's where a teacher earns his or her craft, his or her money. Yeah. Not only that, but we've also, it was when I had my, seems to me whenever I go into hospital, something happens. Because. <laughs> oh gosh, you don't be saying that. We don't want you doing that again. No thanks. Because it was when I had the stomach operation, so the last operation, yeah. that's when we conceived the idea for the magazine. Was it? Yes. Right. Yeah. We wanted to create a magazine for our subscribers. Yep. And, you know, we, we had been doing a little newsletter that was very rustic. Sort of like everything that we did initially when it first started. It was all very rustic. But then, you know, you sort of talk well, to learn, people. you learn, don't you? Well, you, you learn, you, exactly. You get more experience and you refine. And it's, it's how anybody You also understand, I think, what your ultimate. audience wants, too. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, but we started uh, a magazine, which we now produce interviews and articles and all sorts of book reviews and there's put patterns in there as well i think sometimes you do yeah. uh, there was even coffee reviews in some oh yeah there was. should totally bring that back we should that was fun yeah maybe for next year maybe maybe we'll bring that back in so our new life in the wild is the most engaging infusing exciting here we go. Oh, this way. Oh, yeah. gosh, I've got to walk through this. Sorry. It's taking me through some kind of jungle. And he's, I've noticed, Dan, you've been walking through nettles. Are your legs not getting stung? Yeah. <laughs> he says, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. I'm tough. I don't mind no, no, a bit no, of nettle no. sting. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. It's I think I'm the least though. macho male in the history of... Would you agree with that? You're not macho, no. Oh, cheers. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> I do try. <laughs> Can I be dashing sometimes? You I'm are not... dashing. You're very dashing. All oh, right, okay. But you're not macho. There's a difference. That's fine. That's fine. So what's you're dashing? More, you're more Mr. Darcy. Oh, okay. Okay. We went there actually, didn't we? Oh, we did. We went there in a in a new Adventures of the Baker Bears. Oh, in our... it's fabulous. It's um, a place called Lime Park near me. It's sort of like Cheadle near Cheadle, Lancashire sort of area, isn't it? Manchestery. This big stately home, oh, it's just fantastic. And a lot of Pride and Prejudice, the Colin Firth version was filmed there. Oh, it was just amazing, wasn't it? It's was a fantastic day. It was, and I, I think life is full of surprises. Well, yes. Crumbs, we've had our... <laughs> we've had plenty of those. But definitely for me, the most surprising thing, I mean, my aspirations always was, really my aspirations was to be a session drummer. I never wanted to be a drummer in like a successful band tour no, in the world no. I just wanted to be the dude that they paid to come in the studio to nail it yeah and then you go home and come in the next day I don't know that we've ever said that you're a drummer before have we said that no I don't think we have I don't think we have mentioned that but I, Dan is an amazing drummer it was my job for for a certain amount of years and then I was a I was a teacher I used to teach Music, but, but you know, I would specialise in, in drums and percussion. There goes another train to London. I think that was the London train. Yes, yes, I was just saying that, but it was so loud oh, you couldn't right, hear me. I couldn't hear you. No. And, you know, he, uh, th that is the sort of perfect example of my change in mindset in the last five years. 
because I remember prior to all this happening, whenever I saw that train leaving, I was always wishing I was on it. Going, oh, really? going somewhere going to, somewhere to, to, to drum. Field. You know, I always aspired to, to, to be, you know, going off somewhere. Yeah. And that to me now, you, you know, you look at that and you think, what? Well, it's all relative to your life at the time, isn't it? It is relative to your life, but surely that is not... I, Western society breeds it into you, and we spoke about this in episode two. You know, we spoke about the fact how Western society tells you, as a man and, you know, as a woman now as well, you know, uh, dependent on what life choices you've taken, if, you know, it's a career, you need to get out and go away and get on with it. Yeah, to earn your living, you mean, don't yes. you? Yes, That's right. For so many people, that involves... A lot of travel. A lot of travel and being away from home. Yes. And I think, yeah. you know, I think you try and tell yourself that this is good. But I do think some people might enjoy that. I think... Yes. I know some people who do an awful lot of travelling. Yeah. And they really enjoy that lifestyle. But it's, I kind of think it's got to wear thin at some point. As a single... Really? If I was a single dude... Absolutely. If Absolutely. I didn't have a family and, you know, if I didn't have a... Uh, you and... Yeah, I agree. I just love being able to get up in a morning... What was that? That was Peter Rabbit. It was a rabbit. Yeah. It was a great big rabbit. It was huge. My whole life, Kay, I don't know about you, but I always felt like my wings had been clipped, that I could never achieve my potential. I never felt... I don't know that I felt like that because I never... Aspired to be anything. No, that's right. <laughs> I was never ambitious. I just wanted to go to work. I wanted to do the best job I could and then I wanted to go home. But perhaps I was if never you'd really had some ambitious. encouragement when you were younger, you would have had aspirations Maybe so. to be an archaeologist. Maybe, Maybe I would. Because yeah. that, that is where your interests lay, hmm. wasn't it? Well, yes. Yeah. But... That's, I, I just, as a lot of people, I just didn't have the opportunity. Well, life, I think, grabs hold of you, and before you know it, 15, 20 years have passed, and you think I'm stuck in whatever position I'm in. Yeah. And I'm certain. I'm you know, sure there's so many people in that perfectly position. Perfectly fine for us to, you know, stroll along here all self righteous. But had cancer not hit me, that's exactly what we would We'd be doing. We'd still be doing that, you know, we'd still be stressed and, you know, I'm not saying we're not stressed, but it's, it's a, a different, different kind it's, it's of stress. It's a totally different type of stress. It's a different kind of stress. The same concerns are still there, but the difference is you, and this is what I think I was going to say a few moments ago, I now feel like no longer are my wings clipped. Because we're able to do, if we have an idea for something... We can just do it. We can go and make it happen. That's right. You know, th there's no one who we have to go and, you know, sell that idea to. There's no other than, of course, our subscribers. And, you know, that's one of the key things that we've always tried to do. And I think we've, we've done that fairly well so far, is have a very strong communication network yep, with them. Absolutely. So we know what they enjoy, we know what they don't enjoy. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, we're here to entertain, aren't we? Well that's yes, we and are. Infuse. Yeah. I think that's that, that for me has been the thing which has consistently surprised me the most. The fact that, you know, over the years we've had so many messages from people saying, 
how inspirational. I mean, I, I watch things and think the same thing, that I'm inspired by things. But I don't necessarily think that I'm an inspirer. Is that even a word? Yeah. Right. Well, as Dan says, we are told that quite often, so I mean, it's, and, a, lovely, it's a lovely thing to hear. Th that, for me, is the best and most amazing motivation I've ever had. Knowing that, you know, the work that you do is entertaining, inspiring, infusing people. It's meaningful as well. And I've got to say, the nettle stings are starting to get a bit annoying now. Well, you, there was a lot, honey. You can't... <laughs> oh, what was that? That was me just slipping. Goodness sake. <laughs> We so, had a lot of rain last night, didn't we? So. Which is, I've got to say, one of the things that we've loved so far about this summer, it's certainly not been perfect because we have had some sunny days. A lot of sunny days, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> and it's going to be hot next week. I've look, looked at look, the weather. Folks, it's are, going to be hot. You're currently listening to a ginger-haired chap who burns extremely easily and an English rose. <laughs> We do not thrive in the sun. We don't, we frazzle. We, we do not live in this country for warm, sunny weather. We don't. We like days like today. Yeah, it's overcast. It's, it's a perfect. It's a bit breezy. It's this not, is a perfect summer day for me. Not too hot. No, no baking sun. Not, not, you know, humid at all. No. Perfection. Folks, that has led us to this rather wonderful and exciting point. You know, we're now four, nearly five years into running our Bakery Bear Productions Company, and I don't really quite know how the idea for an audio show came around. There's lots of different reasons, but I'm so excited and enthused about this. I'm sorry, I was just... Kay's not quite so much. No, no. I'm, I'm very enthused. I was just persuading Dan not to make no, no, me was, walk through the jungle again. It was again. me pointing down here, oh, not right, you. Okay. I, I was thought, pointing down I here. I you were saying, do you want to go this way instead of back through the jungle? What's been really wonderful about these first four episodes is the sort of... <laughs> the learning curve and the... the the nerves, and that was a shrew that just ran over the path. Oh, I didn't see Little it. Little baby shrew just went oh. down there. I love shrews. I love shrews. They're, they're so gorgeous. Yeah, be in there somewhere. they're very sweet. They'd be petrified. It will be petrified, yeah. <laughs> and this, for me, these four episodes have been like the first 25 episodes of our video show. I feel like we've learned so much and, yeah. you know, and, and really, hopefully, planted the seed for a new sort of exciting project that really exciting and we're excited to talk about all kinds of things yes, aren't we yes now these first four episodes have been all about giving you an understanding of who we are but from this episode onwards things are going to change slightly because what we're going to do is we're going to take subjects like Egyptian history for example you know who knows what it might be the subject could be absolutely anything yeah we're going to take that subject each episode and we're going to talk about it. We are. We're going to pick subjects which we are deliberately maybe on each side of the fence on. Yeah, and or we're just, going to watch yeah, the fireworks slightly fly. different. There won't be fireworks. <laughs> It'll just be an interesting, hopefully an interesting discussion. Absolutely. And, and you know, you might learn a few things or it might make you want to go and research something. And in the background of all of that, you're going to have this gorgeous blooming <laughs> Countryside. It's funny actually, I've really noticed a difference in the flowers, everything, there's not as much blooming. Yeah. It is, I, I'm guessing everything that was sort of early, late spring, early summer is now dying back yeah. because what are we in now, mid-July? Yeah. 
and we're getting things like there's tons of blackberry bushes that are flowering right. and they're obviously going to flower and then they're going to start building up their berries yes so it's really lovely to see the seasons change it is i love that and you know i feel it's very a fortunate very rapid change actually yeah i think it's it's more rapid than you think i think we notice it more as well as we get older that's true that's absolutely true i think the so years much seem to fly don't they when, when you're younger there's so much that's just like water off a duck's back oh, yeah you don't really and in a way that you know the innocence of youth is something which is just, you know, something that we've tried to preserve and to cherish. With in, Bryony? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. With our, with our daughter. You know, because so many especially, parents well, do the opposite, I, don't they? They do. And, you know, we see so many girls, you know, Bryony's obviously a girl, so I'm referencing that. So many girls her age, who are like 13, 14, who are just acting like they're 16, 17. And we see that so much. Yeah. And I'm happy to say Bryony's not like that. No. She is of her age. I think she's yeah. of her age. And, because you know, she's still got that, that childlike quality. But a lot of girls her age don't have that anymore. And I think that's sad. Well, because as a child, you, your desire... Is to grow is up quick. Is to grow up quick. Yeah. But, you know, what, what a child doesn't know is, once you've grown up, that's, that's it. That's it. You can't go back. <laughs> can't go back sadly and so you know that that's the reason why we've you know done certain things to try and just um enhance embrace and really enjoy those younger years that's right yeah so folks look the plan now is this we need you to engage and give us a review and click subscribe and just show us that you're listening and enjoying the show, if you are, of course. If you are. Our hope is that you most certainly are. And if that is the case, what we will do is we will put this show into regular production. We will. Oh my goodness. Now, we deliberately wanted to drop these sort of four introductory episodes straight on you. One for every week of August, if you chose to do it that way if you want to or I'd be you willing can to just bet. binge if you're like me, listen you'll just binge the lot you will yeah my, do you know my, my sort of key oh I love having a series to watch yeah and there's nothing you know worse there's another one Look, waiting for you I guarantee you in the course of the Baker Bears radio show there will be times where we will talk about look we need to do a show on the west wing oh we do oh my goodness we do oh we love it the hardest thing i think is finding your next passionate program to watch yeah <laughs> and one of the complaints i have to make about our relationship is it's always me that has to find the next program oh i know i can never think of things no it's fine i'm only joking you do feel like you found gold when you find something that really sort of we like programs that are engaging, really a bit, maybe a bit gritty. They've got a, you know. We don't like formulaic stuff. No, you know, and I, no, if not at all. If you've got a formulaic hour-long show that effectively starts and finishes in that hour, yeah, we're not really into that. No. We like things that a story that's going to run on through yeah, a series yeah. or even, you know, two or three series. Yeah. Although that can be frustrating when that that program. We can never remember what it's called, but the dude was from Sunset Beach, was it? Oh, the the I used Reverend. 
Was he? Was it the priest from Sunset Beach? There who, was a priest in Sunset Beach. Was he dark haired yes, and handsome? Yes. yes. <laughs> the thing is though. <laughs> Listen to me. Oh, I was an avid Sunset Beach watcher. That's terrible, isn't it? That's a real guilty pleasure. The thing is though, he was always going to be dark haired and handsome, wasn't he? It can be a bit spooky, this woods, I think. I would never come in here by myself. I come in here uh, in the Dan, winter. You wouldn't let me come in by myself, I don't think, would you? No. I come in here in the winter in the pitch black. I wouldn't do that. I have run into Absolutely. trees before. Well, I can imagine. But, you know, if you're coming out for a run on a morning and the, the roads are icy, yeah. you have no choice. The onus now is all on you to spread the word, spread the word of the bakery bears. I'm also going to put links to how you can follow the bakery bears on Twitter and, of course, on Facebook as well. And what we'll also do is we will set up a group a the Baker Bears radio show group specific to the show, which you can, again, the link will be in the show notes below, which you can then request to come and join. Yeah, a Facebook group. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll also put some information on our website so you can find the show that way through the website too. We have a lovely website, which, I mean, that was another. That was another Great huge thing that we did. Another bit of creativity. Um, Most people are in a situation where you just have to get the generic, you know, off the shelf. Yeah, and we looked, and you designed it and did it all yourself. Well, we looked at all these different options and no one knew our audience like we knew our audience. Yeah, it was a very... Specific. Specific. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we couldn't, we spoke to a few people and we just couldn't I mean, find sure. someone who really sort of uh, was on the same plane as us. No. And you know, they were talking four or five thousand pounds. It was a lot of money, yeah, a lot of money. So, so you just did it was yourself. It, in the, it was in the summer, wasn't it, last year? It was last year, it took you a long time. <laughs> you don't and you start a, about that. No, and it was That's a really huge, funny. I'm not. But, uh, no, because you remember, I, I underestimated how, how hard the job was going to be. Yeah, it would take. And I thought it would take me a couple of weeks. Because it was a big weeks. learning curve for you. Yeah, and it took me more like a couple of months. That's another London train. Maybe that other one wasn't the London train. Folks, once again, we have made it home. We have. My goodness. Oh, I need to stop my runkeeper. Yes, how many how miles? How far have we gone? Uh, 2.5. Is that what you think? Yes. Runkeeper, 2.31. There you go. Well, you were wrong. Oh, you're really muddy. Whereabouts? I don't, I'm sorry. I'm just telling him not to walk mud into the house. Listen to me. So, folks, that's it. Four episodes of lovely walks, great conversation. My goodness. I do hope you've enjoyed it, and we desperately hope to see you in September. Yes. Please do come engage with us, show us that you're listening, show us you're enjoying it, recommend us please to people you think you'll en uh, will enjoy it too, because next time we will be most certainly talking about Egyptian history. We will. I am more traditional in my views, Kay's not quite so traditional <laughs> in her views. <laughs> Yeah. So you you are certainly if it if it's a reflection of the chats we've had already, it will be lively debate. Yeah, and I'll <laughs> warn you now, some people might think that I'm crazy with certain <laughs> thoughts. Well, it's a possibility. It's all about the rich tapestry of life. Yeah, it oh, is. Yes. It so is. folks, thank you so much. It's been wonderful spending these last four episodes with you. I hope we've come with you on some rather lovely trips. I hope you've been somewhere lovely actually. That'd yes. be Good to hear from you if you've been somewhere beautiful and listening to us. Yes, and we can't wait to hear from you. But for now, we shall say goodbye. And we hope to see you in September. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Yeah.
The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.